RTHK, the news at one with Barry O'Rourke. The headlines, the SAR government has condemned reports that Jimmy Lai's legal team has urged the UK authorities to intervene in the Apple Daily Founders security law case. FTU lawmaker Bill Tang has urged the government to beef up its border reopening efforts. And the Housing Secretary Winnie Ho says the government doesn't see any need to lift property market cooling measures. The government has condemned reports that Jimmy Lai's legal team has asked the UK authorities to intervene in the Apple Daily Founders national security case. It urged them to stop interfering in Hong Kong's internal affairs and respect the rule of law. As Mike Weeks reports. The government issued a statement after the BBC reported seeing a letter from Lai's lawyers to UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak requesting an urgent meeting to discuss potential ways of securing his release from jail here. The British government confirmed that a junior foreign office minister had held a meeting with Lai's lawyers on Tuesday. The statement said the Hong Kong government opposes and condemns the acts of Lai's legal team and the UK government. It accused them of attempting to undermine the rule of law of Hong Kong and interfere in its independent exercise of judicial power and urged them to stop. It also said it's not true that the Hong Kong government is targeting specific individuals, including Lai. The already jailed tycoon is on trial on charges of colluding with foreign forces and sedition. He's been in detention for more than two years, facing numerous charges. The BBC reported that Lai's lawyers described the national security case against him as deeply concerning and emblematic. At the end of last month, the nation's top lawmaking body gave Hong Kong leader John Lee the power to bar foreign lawyers from national security cases, removing the decision from the SAR's courts. The chief executive had asked the National People's Congress Standing Committee to weigh in on the matter after a series of failed attempts by the Department of Justice to block British barrister Timothy Owen from defending lie. FTU lawmaker Bill Tang has urged the government to beef up its border reopening efforts, including by opening other crossing points, such as the high-speed rail terminal and the Heng Yen Wai control point. Tang says the quota for cross-border travel should also be increased to meet the Lunar New Year demand. He added that recognised PCR testing services are hard to find on the mainland, especially for visitors. Quite many uh, Hong Kong residents make an inquiry that where can I find a uh, recognised testing centre in mainland China in different kind of cities? Quite a trouble. So we request Hong Kong government consider to cancel the requirement that once Hong Kong residents come back or return to, to Hong Kong, no need to make any tests. If we really want, just use rapid test, it is OK. The chief executive, John Lee, says Hong Kong is going ahead in the fast lane to make up for lost time over the past few years. In a keynote speech at the Asian Financial Forum, Mr Lee said the city's doors have been opening ever wider following the scrapping of hotel quarantine, a financial summit in November and this week's border reopening. While he warned of an uncertain economic outlook, he asked industry heavyweights to remember what Hong Kong offers with the support of the mainland. Mr Lee added that members of his administration will visit many different markets in the year of the rabbit. I know too that rabbits can run. And my team and I have a lot of running to do this year. We'll be leading delegations to long-standing and emerging markets in the region and around the world. We need to tell them, to tell the world, that Hong Kong is back on the center stage 
and what that means for the countries, economies, and companies that partner with Hong Kong. What it means is opportunity, long-term, long-rewarding opportunities. Legislator Lam Chun Singh has urged the government to increase Hong Kong's minimum wage to $46 an hour, up from the $40 an hour approved yesterday by the Executive Council. Noting that workers on the minimum wage haven't had a salary increase for four years, the chair of the Federation of Hong Kong and Kowloon Labour Unions said the group had used welfare payments for two people as a reference point in shaping its proposal. Mr Lam also pointed out that although the government's increase was higher than the inflation rate, it wouldn't come into effect until May. In fact, it can catch up the inflation rate for the past two years. But please... Please do not forget that the government froze the minimum wages level two years ago. The current minimum wages level, 37.5, start at 2019, but we need to wait until May in this year that we can raise the minimum wages level. This means for some of the grassroots workers, they do not have salary increase for nearly four years. The University of Hong Kong has developed a new treatment strategy for liver cancer after enrolling 33 patients with large tumours in a three-year study. The researchers say only 10% of patients are completely cured using traditional methods, but that the new method can cure 55% of patients. Clinical professor Albert Chan says patients with large tumours can't undergo surgery, but that the new method is effective in reducing tumour size. Over 1,000 patients, they are not eligible for surgery. We estimate about half of these patients will be eligible for this treatment modality. Who are the patients that are mainly eligible? We are talking about large tumours, mainly bigger than 5 centimetres, and also with good liver function and no major vascular invasion. We estimate that around 400 to 600 patients per year can benefit from this treatment approach. Housing Secretary Winnie Ho says the government does not see any need to lift property market cooling measures, which she said have effectively curbed short-term speculation and helped local people buy homes. At a LegCo meeting, the minister described changes in the property market as orderly adjustments, adding that lifting the curves at the wrong time could lead to speculation. We all understand that the global economic situation is unfavorable. We've seen interest rate hikes, and these might continue into the future, but there are also positive factors. With the reopening of the boundary, with the economic situation coming back alive, the combination of these factors will certainly generate positive results. If we hastily remove these demand-side management measures, I think we have to tread carefully. The World Bank has warned that the global economy is perilously close to falling into recession as the impacts of the Ukraine war and COVID pandemic continue to be felt across the world. It identified the impacts of soaring inflation and higher interest rates as the key challenges. A senior bank official, Ihan Kose, has some advice. Policymakers need to look at what they are doing at home, try to improve policy frameworks, try to find ways using fiscal policy in an intelligent way, a targeted way to help the most vulnerable segments of the society. When you think about the global economy and the global community, it is critical we find ways to work together. 
Washington says up to 100 Ukrainian soldiers will arrive in the U.S. as early as next week to be trained in using the Patriot missile system. They'll undergo what's described as an expedited program. The Pentagon Press Secretary is Brigadier General Patrick Ryder. The training will prepare approximately 90 to 100 Ukrainian soldiers to operate, maintain and sustain the defensive system over a training course expected to last several months. So the, the training will be tailored uh, to provide relevant tactics, techniques and procedures based on the battlefield conditions in Ukraine to enable them to employ that uh, to maximum effect once they are back in Ukraine. President Joe Biden has said he was surprised to learn that classified government documents dating from his time as U.S. vice president were found in his think tank office. Mr. Biden said he didn't know what was in the documents and his team were cooperating fully. When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol. They found some documents in a box and as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box and they did what they should have done they immediately turned them over to the archives i was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office the discovery has led to accusations of double standards from republicans angered by a search of former president donald trump's home last year and more rain has fallen on the American state of California, where 17 people have already lost their lives in recent storms. Officials say 33 million people are threatened by Tuesday's severe weather. Brian Ferguson is the spokesman for the governor's Office of Emergency Operations. There is so much water in the system, so much water in the soil. The saturation level is immense from the trillions of liters of water that have been come down in recent days. And so the cumulative effect of these six or seven storms with at least two more behind, the rivers and streams and culverts are overfilled. And many of the fatalities we're seeing are actually from the soil giving way and trees falling on individuals. Snow is expected in the mountains of the Sierra Nevada, but there is greater concern about the threat of landslides following a month of heavy rain. The National Weather Service says more downpours are expected in Northern California on Wednesday. New figures released by the European Union show that last year's summer across the continent was the hottest on record by a significant margin. The Copernicus Climate Change Service said it was the second hottest year ever, with temperatures exceeded only by 2020. European temperatures had the highest rate of increase of any continent. Mauro Facchini from the European Commission said the figures showed how urgent it was to take action. The global climate highlights 2022 released today showed that last year was the fifth warmest year globally and the second warmest year for Europe. 2022 was also a year of climate extremes and rising concentrations of greenhouse gases. And to sport, and Manchester United and Newcastle United are both through to the semi-finals of the English League Cup. Manchester United were 3-0 winners at home over the third-tier side, Charlton Athletic, with goals from Anthony and Marcus Rashford, who scored twice late in the game. The former Premier League star Leon Osman was watching. Ultimately, Manchester United's quality showed, and, you know, yes, Ten Hag did have to make some changes because in the second half, Charlton had a lot more of the game, and in Manchester United's half, and bringing on Casemiro and Eriksen in the middle of that field just took the game away from... Charlton a little bit more they came 
they gave, kept possession of the ball, they know how to defend really effectively, and having that kind of presence to bring off the bench is uh, what makes Manchester United Premier League team. And Newcastle United are also into the last four after beating Leicester City 2-0 at St James's Park. Dan Byrne opened the scoring with his first goal for the club and Brazilian midfielder Joe Linton was also on target. The remaining League Cup quarterfinals, Southampton versus Manchester City and Nottingham Forest versus Wolves, will be played tonight. The head of Qatar's Sporting Investment Group has held talks with Tottenham Hotspur over the potential of acquiring a stake in the club. More from the BBC's Andy Barwell. Paris Saint-Germain's owners, Qatar Sports Investment, are exploring the possibility of buying a minority stake in a Premier League club. PSG president and QSI chairman Nasser El Khalifi met with the Tottenham Hotspur chairman Daniel Levy in London last week. The BBC understands that no specific clubs are being targeted at this stage by QSI, who have a minority stake in the Portuguese club Braga. In recent months, Manchester United's owners, the Glazers family, have said that they're looking for new investment and would also consider selling the club. Liverpool's owners have said that they would consider new shareholders. In cricket, a century from Virat Kohli has guided India to victory by 67 runs over Sri Lanka in the first one-day international in Guwahati. Kohli made 113 from just 87 balls. His 45th ODI century leaves him just four behind Sachin Tendulkar's all-time record. India posted 373 for seven after being sent in to bat. In reply, Sri Lanka made 306 for eight. The American skier Mikhaila Schifrin will have to wait a little longer to set a record for all-time World Cup wins. On Sunday, she moved level with American Lindsay Vonn on 82 victories. And in the latest action in Austria, Schifrin came second in the night slalom race behind the Slovakian Petra Vilhova. Her next chance to break the record will come in a Super G in Italy next week. Schifrin remains four wins short of the overall record, male or female, that stands at 86, held by Sweden's Ingemar Stenmark. And to the weather, it'll be cloudy with a few rain patches, maximum temperature of around 19 degrees, moderate to fresh northeasterly winds. And the outlook, still a few rain patches tomorrow, mild and humid to end the week, with some coastal fog and winds strengthening from the north. It'll be colder from Sunday, with temperatures dropping to around 12 degrees early next week. Currently, the temperature is 19 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity 83%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The SAR government has condemned reports that Jimmy Lai's legal team has urged the UK authorities to intervene in the Apple Daily Founders Security Law case. FTU lawmaker Bill Tang has urged the government to beef up its border reopening efforts. And the Housing Secretary, Winnie Ho, says the government doesn't see any need to lift property market cooling measures. You're listening to the news on RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
David Bowie. Who knows when to go out? Modern Love, that's 1983. It's the second bit of the brew. For a Wednesday afternoon, 20 past one-ish. Wednesday's always the day we do a bit of classical music. It's not quite classical today, but... It's a bit of a step on from what we did last week. The Waltz with Paul Archibald. That's going to be at about 1.30 or thereabouts right now. It's Tom Spate. It's dark as the night, a clear as day. Nothing's going to get loving you Even if it's hard to Thinking back to younger ways Summertime and all this haze I've got your back 